excited about all the amazing conversations which I and my guests are going to have. Before I begin, let me tell one point. There are a lot of bloggers nowadays. Each and every blogger has their own amazing content. Similarly, the blogger next today is a blogger from QAE. She is not only an amazing lifestyle blogger, but also an amazing food and motherhood blogger. For today's episode, we will be discussing about what is profession and why one should opt for IT What can you anticipate from IT before I delay, let me introduce Sabiha. Assalamu alaikum. How are you? Assalamu alaikum, Laiba. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Well, I'm also good. Hello, Sabiha. It's so good to have you. Thank you so much for joining me. So, Sabiha, can you give us a small brief introduction about yourself? Uh, my name is Sabiha. I usually introduce myself as a working mom. So I have a full-time duty at home with my son Iraj keeping me completely occupied. And apart from that, I teach at university. I'm a university lecturer and mainly I teach undergraduate IT units. Okay, great. Now as quarantine time is over, how is the new normal life going on? Ever since quarantine got over, uh, things are very much relaxed now. The new normal, as we say it, is uh, quite normal, except for that you have to go around with your masks on. That's the only thing that's different. But apart from that, I think it's just okay. And uh, as long as you're keeping yourself safe and sanitizing yourself every uh, now and then that you come in contact with things and objects, I think you're good to go. I don't think you should be worrying too much as long as you can uh, keep yourself uh, sanitized and keep yourself uh, at a proper social distance uh, from people. So when it was quarantine, how did you feel? Um, so I think I had mixed feelings when COVID came into uh, place and when we had the quarantine uh, because I used to work. I mean, I, I was working and I was working uh, by going to university physically, but all of a sudden that stopped. I was sort of happy because I didn't have to dress up in the morning. I didn't have to commute. I could uh, just wake up, say, 10 minutes before my class and start teaching. So I was happy in that way. And also I could spend so much extra time with my son. But at the same time, I felt really suffocated being home all the time. Um, it was very difficult because um, not going out meant also not going out for uh, dining or going out uh, just for the sake of uh, getting some fresh air. So that way it was quite difficult for us to adapt in that quarantine situation. What are your opinions on COVID-19? What do you think is the impact of COVID-19? That this was something uh, that just came into place because God wanted, Allah wanted it, so we had it. Um, uh, things are better now, much better, because uh, we know how to treat it. We know how it needs to be treated, and governments are taking their measurements properly. The hospitals are doing uh, what they need to do. The doctors know what they need to tell to a COVID patient. So things have really calmed down now. Things are a lot slower, even though the numbers are still rising. But the casualties based on the effects after someone being uh, diagnosed with uh, Corona or COVID-19 is still not that harsh as it was before because previously there was a lot of uncertainty but now we know how to get this in control. Exactly. How did you start blogging? What made you think that you should also have your own blog? So I remember it was like uh, the second year after my marriage and I was home I think and uh, uh, I was just too bored. <laughs> I think that's one of the main reasons I started having this public account. Otherwise, I was on Instagram, but as uh, it was a private account. So it's just that um, I felt like I was getting really, really bored. And me and my husband, we loved going out to places and eating. We loved traveling. So I had so many pictures on my phone. And those pictures not posted anywhere. Those pictures not 
speaking when they could speak anywhere at all. So I thought that, hey, why don't I start a food and travel blog, you know, as a couple together with my husband. So I did. I started initially and my blog name was actually Travel Foodology because I only focused on traveling and food. So that's when I started posting things about travel and food. I wouldn't really post myself. I wouldn't really go, um, uh, what do you say, on stories and talk to people because that was something not uh, that I would uh, spend time for or I would have the time for. But as days passed by, then I became uh, pregnant, I was expecting, and then the moment I became a mother, my blog actually started getting a meaning because I had so much to share. I had so much to tell people that, hey, this is what I heard, this is what happened. So you know, what you hear from people and what you experience, there's a huge difference in that. And I really wanted people to know about that, especially new mothers out there or people who are expecting to know what motherhood actually feels like. Um, from far people always share happiness and you know how happy and blessed they are being a mother and this is the best thing in their life but honestly behind the scene a mother goes through so much you know, that you just cannot imagine and being a mom and also being a stay-at-home mom I salute all those moms moms who take care of their children without having a helper now that's some next level of um, superiority I would say so that's one of the reasons why I actually now give so much more time to my blog than I did in the past because in the past it was just like maybe posting a picture once in a blue moon or maybe once a month but now I'm quite uh, there and I'm there and I, I've connected to people and people have connected to me. There's so many moms who actually ask me for advices and I like it because I can at least share what I have experienced. I wouldn't say I'm the best mom, but just the experience sharing thing makes me happy. Exactly. What benefits do you see being a blogger? Uh, blogging benefits. Now, there are various different, re different reasons why people end up uh, creating an Instagram a public account or a blogging page. Uh, now, one of the main reasons is that uh, you get to collaborate with uh, different PR agencies. You get to hear out about uh, so many new products that you can actually try out at home with your child, uh, being a mom blogger. I'm talking with that respect. Or even uh, when you talk about uh, skincare or whatsoever that you talk about, it's just that blogging does give you so many so much of opportunity out there that you can actually try and experiment on yourself in your life however it's not always like that I mean most of the things I share on my blog are things that I actually pay for and not something that I have been asked for a collaboration for or something that I have been set to promote just because they have given me that uh, opportunity so uh, I, I I mean I wouldn't mind getting PR packages and things like that who doesn't right but I focus more on honest uh, reviews that I personally use for my child or even for myself and I like to promote the same when you started blogging, did you have any favorite bloggers? If yes, can you give any favorite bloggers? Uh, initially, I honestly did not know bloggers existed. I mean, even when I started my page, I didn't know that, hey, there are bloggers out there and who share about so many, so many things. I didn't even know that there's something called this PR collaboration because I was in my own world and um, I never really searched for any such thing as well. But when I got to know, I was really astonished. So I think one of the first uh, few bloggers uh, that I actually followed were, um, I think, Wirda from Mom and Dubai. She was one of the first uh, few bloggers that I followed and she used to share about herself and things like that that really made me happy and you know things that she did uh, uh, how she went on from uh, being an introvert to an extrovert so all that was quite good and um, I was uh, I mean that sort of uh, made me feel like okay people actually do this so I mean you know I used to watch her stories and things like that as well and um, I, I can't really think about a second blogger because nowadays I have been uh, following uh, quite a lot of fellow bloggers and uh, I, I, I mean I have equal preference uh, for all of them now it's time for game. It's time for favorite dog. So I'm gonna ask your favorite things. 
So what's your favorite food? I love pizza. I love anything Italian. So pasta and pizza, I think, are my most favorite food. What's your favorite dessert? I would always, always say chocolate molten cake from Chili's. That's like my favorite. What's your favorite sport? I'm not really uh, into sports. Um, I remember I was like the most um, non-sporty person back in school. But I do like badminton. And what's your favorite movie? Not really. I mean, I like movies uh, in general, but I don't really consider something my favorite that I could watch again and again. Okay, great. What about your favorite genre? Currently, uh, no. But in the past, I was a hardcore fan of Vampire Diaries and also the original. So anything with vampires used to make me so excited and I would literally binge watch, um, if at all. I could literally stay up all night and keep watching those series. And So do you like reading books? Do you have any favorite book? Uh, for quite a long time, I haven't really been reading any books or novels, but back in uh, school days, I loved the entire collection of Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling. That was my favorite. I literally binged, read uh, one of the latest of her books. Oh, that's crazy. Series are my favorite as well. What about actor and actress? No one as such. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but because I just spoke about Vampire Diaries right here, I remember I really like Ian Somerhalder. I keep telling my husband as well. <laughs> one of my favorite actors. So what about board games? Do you have any favorite board games or not? Board games? Yeah. Um, I really like playing Monopoly. Uh, and uh, uh, as always, every day see house we play Ludo. And whenever you have like a lot of people at home, Ludo is the game. Especially with your uh, in-laws or extended family members. It's just fun. Especially people who are a bit older, playing with them Ludo, they are really excited and that makes you excited as well. Favorite thing to do alone? <laughs> when I'm alone, I think I'm mostly these days just uh, sitting on Instagram. But uh, yeah, in the past, when I was alone, I would really like watching series. So um, I would open up Netflix or just go onto some sites where I can watch series that are available for free. And I would really enjoy English series in particular. Hey, what has been the best moment of yours this year so far? My best moment? Um... I, I did remember, I did have like two good things this year, but I can't remember. One of the good thing is that one of my uh, research uh, was published in Sage Journals. So I was really excited that, hey, this is a good news. And uh, I think the second good thing is that I'm able to see so many milestones uh, achieved by Iraj. And I think that really makes me happy, like him talking and him now connecting sentences and talking and learning. It just makes me happy overall. Mm, okay, great. So what motivates you to get up every morning? I think I have a choice. <laughs> my son wakes up before me and he's the one who wakes me up every morning. He's my alarm clock. So I don't think I have a choice uh, to wake up or not wake up. <laughs> uh, but the motivation early in the morning is to change his diaper and uh, make his breakfast. That's what motivates me to get off the bed because he's waiting and he's hungry. <laughs> so what do you I hope uh, that um, the bond I have at home with my husband and with my child as a family, I hope that never changes and I hope we always stick together with each other. That's something that uh, means a lot to me. So I really hope that you know we're always the way that we are now and the way that we were four years back. Who inspires you most in your life? Always been very, very inspired by my mom, honestly speaking. Um, she is um, a sacrificer. She is a strong soul. Uh, she has done so much for us and so much that I wish I could do a little bit of that uh, with my life and with my uh, generation. That is now it's time to invite childhood memories. I'm so excited about this. So my first question is it. What is your, what was your favorite subject when you were in school? I used to really enjoy biology. Best childhood memory. 
Mm, I think if I go back uh, in my childhood, uh, one of the best things was every time we had like holidays, such as summer holidays or winter holidays. I remember me, my brother, and uh, my father. My father used to stay up at night with us, and they used to play video games. And I used to be the one waking up and watching their, them playing video games. And uh, my father used to make us uh, really tasty chips. And you know, back in the days. Um, on Indian TV, you would see this um, advertisement says "Bole Mere Lips." I love Uncle Chips. So I used to say something similar that "Bole Mere Lips." I love Abu Chips because you know uh, he used to make such good chips, and not just that, he used to make a lot of uh, variety of uh, you know fusion items for us um, at night because my mom would be sleeping, but my father at the other end he would be awake, entertaining us and uh, give us some really tasty things to eat. So that's something I remember and I cherish the most from my childhood. I think one of my favorite favorite toys was a playhouse of Barbie that I had. So I remember we had got that uh, from Toys R Us in Sahara Center. I still have that memory back because we were in Sharjah uh, back in my childhood. So yeah, I, it was a pink color house. It was so beautiful, and I used to have Barbie, Ken, and the entire family. So me and my sister used to always play with it. We would have spent like three four hours uh, pretending uh, to play, like literally taking the dolls up in the kitchen to the washroom, to the bedroom, and here and there, and things like that. So I think that was like my favorite. Um, Uh, thing to play with. Now it's time to discuss our main topic. So, what do you think about profession? What is profession? Um, I think profession is something very important, not just for men but also for women. Um, it it gives us an identity. Uh, it makes us uh, do something that we can utilize our time at. Uh, so I think uh, so that's something that you create for yourself, not just for a short time but for a long time. Comparison in past and present. In past, we used to have. Specific professions, for example, doctor or engineer. But nowadays, we have a lot of variety. The fields have become wider in each profession. For example, if you want to go for becoming doctor, you have like in, in like in IT, you have a lot of variety. So similarly, if you are from computer science, there are a lot of options. For example, cybersecurity or artificial intelligence or network. Do you think a student should opt for? I honestly think um, the scope out there is wide. Um, there is no restriction or limitation as to what students should pursue or should not pursue. But as you can see, a lot in forensics is growing up, so that's something that students cannot for. And IT is something that is always going to be here as long as that you can think about it, because everything that's happening in the world is connected to technology somehow, and technology is evolving. Uh, pretty much every day, and it's drastic change. So that's one of the things that uh, could be really useful and helpful for students to join in. Um, apart from that, I think more than um, looking at the scope and then deciding your future, I think you should look at what is it that interests you as a person, as a child, or as a student, and then go ahead with that particular prospect. Because usually, what happens is when um, you think of a profession and then you decide your pathway, it doesn't really work out that way because maybe the subjects and the content or Uh, things that are involved in leading to that profession is not something that you're good at. So that's something you need to really think out for yourself. You need to see what is it that you are interested in, and then decide what is it that you can actually pick as a profession. Like for me, as I grew up, I decided that okay, IT is something that I'm interested in. But I did not um, decide myself to become a lecturer or to go into this educational or teaching field. It was something that just came along the way. I did not restrict myself to that profession before I started studying. So that's something that I would really tell the students uh, out there. 
look at what interests you the most and then decide what is it that you can be with that knowledge and interest that you have. But this a first analysis. Whenever somebody asks, what are you studying? So if the answer is IDP, the other person will say, oh my goodness, are you studying IDP? It's so difficult. Why didn't you opt for some other field? Why are you learning about coding? Like it's so difficult. Why are you stressing yourself on this? So what are your opinions regarding this? Well, firstly, what I would like to say is that IT um, is vast, okay? IT does not mean you have to be a hardcore uh, geek or you have to know programming only. There's so many things that you can do by studying IT. There are so many different fields. There's cybersecurity, there is um, programming, there is software side, there's system analysis side, there's database side. There's just so much out there that you do not have to think that it's always difficult. Once you have a passion or you have some sort of a, uh, extensive uh, logical understanding and knowledge, you can always apply that in this particular stream. And um, I think a lot of uh, times, usually I think it's the uh, females that back up from IT usually uh, because in my classes majority of the students are male as compared to female so I think one of the main thing is that's because they think that it's difficult and it's hard um, particularly because of uh, not knowing how code, it, it codes are written there but that's the thing about education that's the thing about studies once you enroll yourself into a university once you uh, start studying you will then learn and then you will apply that knowledge in real practical life so I would my message to all students would be not to get afraid of a subject without knowing what that subject has for you this computer field is mostly about coding computer field is mostly about coding and coding is usually assumed for of five students and students usually face a lot of difficulties learning or memorizing the concepts of colleagues. The struggle with colleagues says there are a lot of colleagues, so it's hard for students to keep the track of the codes. So how a student can memorize all the concepts of coding? Yes, um, we can't say that there's so there's so much of coding. There are a lot of different programming languages, all right? But the main concept or the main basic for any programming language is the same. The algorithms are the same and it's in English. It's just that how you translate an algorithm to a code varies. For example, Java has a different syntax, C has a different syntax, C++ has a slightly different syntax, and now we have Python, which is one of the vastly spread language that people are using now. So it's it's not about memorizing the codes. Okay, initially, maybe it's difficult just to look at it or uh, understand that, hey, what does this code mean? But it's always about practice. The more you practice writing something, the more faster you get to learn. So it's, a, it's not something that you can learn overnight that, hey, I need to open this book and I need to memorize all of this and I'll be good to go. No, memorization doesn't work in IT. So that's something that uh, people should know. It's about having that logical understanding and connecting that logical understanding with the concept or with the problem that is given in order to solve uh, that particular problem so you can't memorize anything if you're here for memorizing then IT would definitely not be the good fit but if you want to learn and practice and develop something based on different uh, concepts or um, algorithms behind it then yes IT would be a good profession to go for. Yes, there are so many fields in computer science for example information technology, cyber security, artificial intelligence and computer science etc so what field do you think is much better to work for? Do you think is most interesting? Currently, what's booming is cybersecurity. 
okay that's something that's booming out there because it's quite new and uh, there's so much that you can learn apart from that artificial intelligence that's something that's really out there and there's the, the scope in artificial intelligence is quite high because eventually everything that we're going to be interacting with soon in the future is going to be connected to artificial intelligence in other words we call it as the internet of things everything is indirectly going to be connected to the internet and the world the future that we see is going to be quite different than the present or than the past so these are the two things that have a very um, high uh, what do you say weightage with regards to the new developments coming in the world however things that are have been there in the past such as databases or in, uh, what do you say software development etc they're still going to be there as well so everything is still going to move forward it's just going to evolve with time but the only thing is that what you need to pick is what you are interested in that's something i would always say do not go do not follow the bandwagon do not follow what everyone's doing see what is it that interests you hey do i like databases or do i like networking do i understand this more or do i understand that more so go with your brain whatever your brain and heart is saying is what you need to be going forward with your goal you're I would say uh, because you can't study in your bachelor's, you pretty much study everything, a little bit of everything. But when you pursue your master's, you have to pick a niche. Your niche has to be uh, narrowed and not uh, broadened. So uh, it completely depends again. Uh, you will, when you have more practice, you will eventually decide for yourself that, okay, this is something that has a high scope. It also depends where you're residing. So different parts of the world, different things are happening. So where you're residing, whatever is uh, booming, at that country then try to go with that particular thing ahead something that can be with you and something that can give you a lot of job opportunities in the market because after studying again you don't really want to be sitting at home uh, you want to be doing that in practical life as well so go for something that's out there accepted in the job market that you actually reside in so how one can decide if you have the right university or UAE or all right that's a very good question so the thing is, uh, when it comes to IT or when it comes to any education, you have to prioritize yourself with knowledge of uh, the different countries and their universities that are established in your country. I will talk with regards to Dubai because this is where I resided. So here we've got Australian universities, we've got British universities, we've got a couple of American universities. Uh, we also have um, Indian universities. We also have uh, uh, universities uh, from different parts of the world. So. If you look at the universities, usually uh, UK universities are quite well known and they're quite prestigious as well. The, their education system is quite good and it's not that difficult either. Uh, on the other end, we have Australian universities. Now these universities are really good as well. Whenever you look out for a university, check out their ranking. Okay, you can look at a couple of uh, ranking sites such as US World Ranking or The Times and then you can uh, check out what the university ranking is. Um, anything with a higher ranking is always going to be a good university. All right, and the other thing is uh, a lot of times when you reside in these countries such as Dubai or Riyadh or these type of countries where you are an expat, you need to look out for those countries uh, that you would also like to move out in future. So you could do like, say, if, if you're 
the degree is four years, you can do say two years in the expat country that you are in, and then you can uh, do two years by or one year by transferring to that country and probably make a living over there eventually. So that's something a lot of students do look out for. Um, however, for those students who would be staying in the same country, you can anytime pick up a university with a good ranking and that will secure you well. Regardless of everything, sometimes even though you have universities with good ranking, maybe you don't have the money to afford a place at that university. That's also quite common uh, with people around the world. So in those situations, you know, you do not need to worry. Honestly speaking, where you study from does not matter. As long as you have the degree from an accredited university, that means something that is actually licensed in wherever that university is from, that's all that matters. The rest depends on what you have acquired, the skills that you have obtained. Because when you go out for interviews, when you go out in the market, they don't ask you where you did you study from. Never have you ever seen an interview where someone is asking from, can you tell us where you studied from or which university did you go to? No, it's you. Usually like what happens when people, they study from top universities, they introduce themselves that I graduated from so-and-so university, but the interviewer never asked which university did you study from. So the key is that you need to um, you need to be sure with what you have learned and how you can demonstrate your skills in a real life scenario. And as long as you can demonstrate that, I think that's what matters. Exactly, you're right. So as we're talking about UK University, UK education and Australian education. So what education do you think personally is much more better, UK or Australian, if you have a choice to choose between? I would say uh, UK University. Uh, UK education, I think, is uh, more better. Why? Because um, it's it's a bit easier for students to you know understand uh, their education system is not as difficult as the Australian education system. Australian's education system goes a little higher level when it comes to the content of IT. I'm talking with respect to IT only. So IT information and or the way of uh, the content that they have for IT students in an Australian university is a little difficult as compared to British universities however if you already have a good knowledge in IT and a good background then go ahead with Australian universities because maybe you'll learn more than what you could learn at a British university. So now it's time for Let's Play Invent and Inspire. So Sabiha if you have ever if you won a lottery ticket what do you do with the money you get? I think I will clear off some of my debts that I'm having and then I would definitely give in something for poor people because I've all, I mean I've already imagined myself getting a lottery so I've imagined what I'm going to be doing with all the money. So some is going to be for my debts, some, some is going to be for the poor people, and the rest is going to probably just go to my bank account, waiting for me to travel somewhere. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I also decided I'm going to give some to my mom, my brother, my sister. So yeah, all that is decided already. Like I've already won one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. If you could change one thing from your past, what would it be? See, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot I would want to change from the past, but if I change something in the past, then I wouldn't be the present that I am today. So let's not go and mend anything in the past. But one thing, if I go back in the past, I would tell myself to be clever and uh, not uh, fall for people and their emotions. That's something I would tell a little me uh, as compared to what I have learned in life today. If you could do anything for the rest of your life, what would it be? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine something because, you know, I don't know. Because the thing is, when you start doing one thing for the rest of your life, you're going to go get bored of it very quickly. Not just that, even if you even if you have, no matter what luxury you have, you have it for a long time, you'll be bored for it, you want to move on to the next thing. So that's why I have no hopes for what I want to do. I don't want to have that one thing to do for the rest of my life. I want to have many things to do for the rest of my life. If you could live anywhere in the world for one or year, 
what country or city will you opt for? That's interesting. Okay, I'll pick a country which is big so that I don't get bored. I mean, usually I, I, I would have imagined Maldives or something, but uh, I have had a, I've listened to quite a bad reviews that, hey, there's just water and water. What are you going to do? So I'll pick a country which is big, maybe uh, Russia or say uh, places like, yeah, Russia is big. Uh, so maybe Russia, but the language is going to be a problem there. So let's stick to Canada or yeah canada or the us where i can just go around all around the country and you know like even going from one state to another takes you for like five six hours in a flight so i think that is a big country and i can literally spend a year over there easily okay so you would love to prefer usa first and not us but let's say canada or australia actually but if you get a chance to be on a reality show what show will you opt for hmm Let's go to Konmanenga Karorpati and become a Karorpati. So do you think if you go to this show Konmanenga Karorpati, you will win Karorpati? Yes, definitely. Why not? <laughs> okay, cool. One book changed your whole life. Uh, like something that uh, would really affect my life. Yeah, exactly. That motivated you. Okay. Um, see, not mo like motivation and stuff. I don't really have any book, but I had uh, like uh, I think a couple of uh, Ramadans back. I was reading the Holy Quran in English, and uh, that book, uh, because it's a book from Allah, and it's just like it's too intense. I mean, that's something I would really recommend people to read because it gives you meaning to what you are reading in Arabic uh, throughout your life, and it, it's just it's just too much. I would say. I mean, um, it wakes you up. It gives you a wake up call. Exactly. From life right. and what actually we're living for, yeah. Yeah, true. Reading the translation, it actually gives you the meaning of life. And what is the one thing which you notice whenever you meet a new person? Whenever you meet someone. Mm. Like someone new? Yeah, someone new. I look at their personality, to be honest. I think that's the first thing that uh, comes in mind, how they have dressed themselves up. Like how you need to look, uh, what do you say, presentable. That's something I say. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. As long as you're looking presentable, it looks nice. I mean, it gives you a nice feeling that, hey, I can communicate with this person. So I think the, the first impression definitely matters with the way that you dress yourself up because uh, the way that you groom yourself up rather than dressing up. It's not about what clothes you're wearing. It's about how well or how uh, groomed you look and that's what the first thing that I look at in a person as well. Time for 60 second rapid fire round. In this round, I will ask you six questions and you will be answering as quick as you can. And this country grows the most fruit. Hmm. So, you like... Yeah, sure. China, USA, Russia. It has to be China for sure. Yeah, China's a good answer. He is owned by Jeff Bezos. The options are. Hey, I know. I don't need the options. I know. Amazon for sure. That's amazing. It's very easy. Um, in which city, in which country is the black hole present? You need the options? Yes, please. Kolkata, Mumbai, or Chennai? I'll have to fluke. Kolkata? Yes, that's a good answer. We have the next question. Um, what is the capital of Morocco? Do you need the options? Mm -hmm. Rabat, Marrakesh, Tehran. What do you think is the correct one? Rabat. It's the correct answer. Has won the most Oscar awards of all time till now. I'll give the. Oh, give the I, I think I know this one because I had we had asked in one of I mean there was one uh, thing happening at my university where this question came in. Catherine Humphrey. Who invented popcorns? 
Jolly's Critter, Just Right, or Dangle Shank. I'm going to fluke. Is it Charles? Yes, it's the correct answer because this is milk chocolate and ice cream was made by Tangle Shank. How do you relieve stress? I just cry out loud. I just cry, I just scream, and I think that's how I just release the stress out. Or I give a call to my best friend and she helps me getting my mind back together. And to wind up our episode with few questions. What do you do when you're angry? Um, I'm not a good person when I when I get angry. I don't think anyone is a good person, so yeah. uh, let's just not say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to change about yourself? Mm. I want to change my anger. Okay, I want to change. Yeah, I want to change my anger issues. Like not issues, but it's just that when I get angry, I say out things that are harsh and rude and mean, but I don't mean all of them from my heart. So it's just that the anger makes me say things that I shouldn't be saying out, and it just ends up hurting the other person. Do you see yourself in the future? Do you think you're you will be a lecturer in the future as well? Well, I see myself as a lecturer in the future, but if at all I lose a job and I need to work, like for my sanity or whatever reason, then I think I'm okay with taking anything that's up uh, out there. But it, of course, in my field, so anything related to IT, I'm okay with accepting it. Okay, but you will see yourself as an IT profession in the future also, right? Yes, yes, that's inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay, so what advice will you give to those who are thinking to Okay, so I would say do not wait to get into the IT field. Do not wait to start your university and then learn something because IT is something that's readily available online. It's open source. You can find, you can learn things about IT on your own. You don't really need an instructor or a teacher or a lecturer telling you what needs to be done. You can log on to YouTube access any of the videos uh, on learning a language so you can literally type out learn python uh, from scratch and you can learn it by yourself you don't need someone to teach you so that's one thing i would tell people who want to enter into it fields uh to learn on your own do not wait for that uh, day that when learning will become begin do it on your own utilize your time practice practice makes ones perfect so as long as if you don't practice enough and think that you can uh, just attend the classes and learn without actually doing it practically then that's not possible exactly so what are your suggestions for those who want to become blockers Okay, so if anyone here wants to become a blogger, one thing is that you really need time. You really need to invest some time. You need a lot of consistency. You need to connect to people by being honest and being out there for them. So you need to speak out your heart and that's how you can be a successful blogger. I don't call myself as a blogger and neither do I call myself as a successful blogger, but this is something I've learned over time uh, by sharing my day-to-day -day activities on a public platform is that you have to connect to people and if you want to connect to people, you have to conversate and communicate to them. You have to reply back to them, response back to them, and you have to be honest. You cannot create a complete uh, different dreamy image of yourself on the blog and be a completely different person behind. You have to be the same both ways. Exactly. So in this way, our okay. So here's a small gift from me to you, Sabiha. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was great to have That's you. That's delicious. It Thank you guys for watching me. Like, comment, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Hello, Fizz.